the Author to Author podcast series with award-winning author Pamela R. Haight. Welcome to the podcast. Dalgetty Herbal Teas produce 100% natural high-quality organic teas using only the best ingredients. Available now from all major supermarkets or please visit our website at dalgetty.co. Dalgetty Herbal Teas. Hello lovely listeners and thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to my podcast. We have another amazing author, Senior Executive Alison Brown-Ellis, joining us all the way from beautiful Barbados in a few moments. But before we get there, let me tell you what I've been up to over the last couple of weeks. I gave a presentation to the 360 Degree Lifestyle Support Network about domestic abuse which was really received well by their members. I was then interviewed by Donna M. Graybanks in Palm Beach, Florida at her Fresh Conversation Book Festival. And the following day, I gave a presentation to the National Council of Barbadian Associations, UK. This month's subject was all about domestic violence and my contribution was about interventions and rehabilitation as I used to run the domestic abuse program on behalf of the probation service. I must say it felt really good to give back and I hope the people listening found my presentation useful. This month I have finished reading Kingston Noir compiled by Colin Channer and Breaking Out by my former probation colleague Janice Nix, bringing my total books read in 2021 to 22 books. I'm really behind on my reading challenge because I've been looking for a publishing deal for my new novel, Loving the Sisters. If you are a publisher out there, anywhere in the world, and love fiction with a Caribbean stroke London feel, please make contact with me and let's have a conversation. For this episode, I have been drinking green tea with ginger. As I sip, I imagine the health benefits to my body and I have to say, I feel really rejuvenated. As you're aware, I'm already a huge fan of ginger, so this tea is right up my street. Don't forget to use the Dalgetty discount code A2AS1 at www.dalgetty.co to have your favourite tea delivered anywhere in the world. We have also had a winner to our competition. Last time we asked you, what is the capital of Dominica? And the correct answer is Roseau. A copy of Blossom Tree will be making its way to you shortly. Well, let's not dig a dally any further. Let's speak to our author, Alison Brown-Ellis. Good afternoon, Alison. Good afternoon, Pamela. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. And how are you? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm struggling just a bit with the conditions here in Barbados. But other than that, God is good. So I'm good. Wonderful. We need to let our listeners in on a, a secret. Uh, we are cousins, your <laughs> mother and my father are cousins. And I first met you um, when you were studying in the UK. I think you were doing your MBA. Is That's that- correct. How long ago was that? And um, um, where were you studying? Oh, gosh, I think that was 2011 or 2012. I'm not sure if I had visited for my graduation or for summer school. So, And I was studying my Master's of Business Administration at the University of Surrey. From what I've read, so I have picked up the book, you passed with a distinction? 
I sure did. <laughs> Quite a very intense journey, but uh, very, very much worthwhile. So. so what did you make of being in the UK, um, living in the UK at that time? Well, you know what? I actually found it. I, I love the UK. I love the fact that it was slower than the US. That's for sure. And I think one of my the things that caught me the most was the heritage is such a rich uh, in terms of the heritage and culture of the UK. It definitely yeah. helped me to connect a lot of the dots back to our culture right here at home in Barbados. But yeah, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. Yes, because um, I think the Trafalgar Square of the Nelson Column is um, in Barbados is actually that the is okay. Yes, that's correct. And even just watching the roundabouts and how you know the design and it, it was just amazing to see. You know, this is where a lot of our, our the, a lot of our statues and, and structures came from. Yeah, absolutely. Have you travelled to the UK since then? Not since my graduation, so I haven't been for a while. And I actually was, you know, really looking forward to getting back up that side of the world. But then comes COVID. Of course, of course. But where have you traveled to in the meantime? Um, I tend to take in a lot of the U.S. destinations just because sometimes I'm traveling not just for holiday, but for work. So my last few trips uh, would have been in San Francisco and California, California. And then generally, I just bounce over to Florida every once in a while for meetings. Oh, right. Wonderful. Well, can you tell us what you do? Because I'm still not certain. Oh, well, I am actually a director of uh, one of the companies in Barbados with the most heritage and history, uh, Cape Shepherd and Company Limited. So within my capacity, I have responsibility for one of the largest credit card businesses in Barbados. And that means that I set strategy um, from from every angle and every aspect of the business. And I also work very closely with our CEO to help uh, with the strategic planning and direction for the rest of the group, because our group is made up of five companies. Well, that's one of the first businesses I believe I went to when I first came to Barbados as 12 years old, a department store. Um, yes. And in going backwards and forwards and introducing people, not just to the branch in Bridgetown, but in St. James, um, over at the Crane Hotel, there's a branch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a beautiful place to shop as well. And it's iconic, isn't it? It very much so. Uh, this year we are celebrating, is it 150, 51? So it's amazing. Just, yeah, it's amazing. And lots of changes happening. I mean, within the business because of COVID, but we're holding firm. We have a lot of history and heritage and success stories in terms of managing through crises. So it's a tough time, but you know, it's also time for, for growth and learning. So I'm up for the challenge. I heard that there are rumors that there are plans to change the name. Well, what actually happened is that Cape Shepherd and Company, which is a company I worked for, we actually just divested of the retail arm of the business, which is uh, um, this is like this is like iconic for Barbados. So our yes. name, Cape Shepherd, has finally come down, and the name is now for the retail stores, which are the stores you referenced earlier. Those stores yes. are now called Bridgetown Duty Free. So this is that was oh, wow. a major shakeup for Barbados. <laughs> wow, wow! But I suppose things have to change. There has to be development, you know, in effort to keep up with what's happening internationally. Of course, and then you know, you you in times of crisis, you make tough decisions that help to pr- propel you for the future. So, really, was a, a heart wrenching decision, but an absolutely necessary one. 
So tell me, how are things in Barbados at the moment with the volcanic ash and the COVID restrictions? Oh gosh, Pamela, where do I start? Like after three months of literal lockdown, uh, we were finally able to raise our head like literally for like a week before the ashfall, um, which is the effect of the volcano in, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And now we are literally heading back into our cocoons. Our airport was um full lockdown because of the conditions of the of the airport and only reopened on friday so it's so much happening now the the scientists are telling us that we are going to experience ashfall for a lot longer so really just a challenging time all around and that's just you know whether it's mentally or businesses and how everyone is already struggling to hold it together so it's a really tough time from an economic perspective. Uh, a lot of businesses are really struggling. We've had major layoffs, uh, reduced hours. And obviously, as you are well aware, we are tourism-based economy. So that does not lend very well for us um, as well. So a lot of our businesses are either directly or indirectly tied to tourism. So it's a really a it's really a, a, a dark uh, phase we're in, but, you know, there's always that glimmer of hope that we will re-emerge stronger. So fingers crossed, that's where our focus is. Well, I've been impressed with the leadership that you've had so far. You know, we could have done with somebody like Prime Minister Mia Motley here in the UK. Very clear messages about what you could and couldn't do, where you could go, the alphabet system for people shopping at local supermarkets was just excellent and feedback from my friends and family certainly felt that the country was in good hands during that particular crisis. So um, obviously these things can't be predicted and they're unprecedented, but I hope that things get better and improve for you all soon. Oh, most definitely. And thank you so much. Our prime minister is definitely uh, one of the best crisis managers there is ever. Um, so yes, there have been tough decisions, but I, I feel confident in her leadership. And I know that many other Barbadians feel that way. Fantastic. But tell us now then about Alison the author, because I thought I was the only author in the family until recently. <laughs> what is your book about, Alison? Oh, gosh, where do I start? So, so my book, uh, really is a, a collection of some of my most defining moments, um, on my path to leadership. It is really a summation of some of the experiences I've had over the years and written in such a way that it's intended to help, uh, future generations. Uh, there are a lot mm -hmm. of things sometimes I say that sometimes we don't recognize that we have blind spots and it's really written to highlight some of those blind spots to, to, to other, um, young professionals. And the, the reality is that the book, you know, many times I'm always conscious that people see you from where you are now and never have an appreciation for the journey. So the book is really sharing my journey so that other persons coming behind me or even just, you know, my counterparts could see that this is a journey. And therefore, if you have dreams and aspirations, here are some of the success strategies that I have used to help that can now help you if you're willing and prepared to put in the hard work. Because for me, nothing gained, um, nothing worth having comes without some degree of hard work and sacrifice. So the book is, you know, I share a lot of life lessons. I talk about what are some of the most critical soft skills, uh, which I now define as, as hard skills because I think they're absolutely fundamental for, for you to nice. be successful in your career. Yes, I mean, it's summed up in the title, isn't it? Which is Life Lessons, A Purpose-Driven Leadership Journey. 
I've started to read it. I've already got a favorite quote, which is from you. There is so much more to personal branding, but believe me when I tell you that the way you present yourself matters. And I love the way that it's laid out, Alice, and the beautiful Absolutely. Um, black and white photo of you. And you can flick and you know, there is something for everybody in there in terms of how you've laid out the book. Yes, yes. One of the things persons keep telling me is you need to stop saying your book is for young, for younger professionals because I've had CEOs, I've had other executives, I've had business owners read the book and they're like, there's something in here for everyone. Um, so, so taking that feedback, but I would have to say to you that when I was actually penning the book, it was really the yes. generations coming behind me that was in my, was in my focus, you know? So tell us about when was the book published? Um, who published it for you and what was your book launch like? Oh, oh sure. Uh, my book was published officially. Well, first of all, I self-published on Amazon. And, you know, I, I guess it started out with me just kind of playing around and putting together a manuscript and be- putting together some articles. And before I knew it, I had a full manuscript. So researched how to self-publish. And I, I have successfully published um, on Amazon on October 13th. My launch event was held on the 1st of November. It was a very, very amazing night. And there's actually a story behind my launch event because, ahead, I, because I was not going to have one. Um, I do have this, this, I've always had this thing about me of not really always kind of playing down or watering down my accomplishments. And finished writing the book and all excited. And I'm like, my girlfriend is like, so what are, what are we launching? I'm like, we just did. She's <laughs> like, that's not a launch. <laughs> you made it available on Amazon. You don't have to launch. And, and you know what? In the COVID restrictions and that underlying, uh, reservation to always kind of play things down. I was battling for, for weeks, really. And my launch event uh, on the 1st of November, that came off of just two weeks of planning because I literally said, well, she basically said, listen, I'm done playing around with you. I'm going ahead and planning a new event. So then under the theme, Boss Ladies by ABE, I brought together uh, 20 of my closest friends and associates and family. And basically gave them an opportunity to bring one guest. And the reason I did that is because I said, okay, if you're going to have this launch, it can't be about me. We have to share the life lessons and success stories of other persons that have also done, done well, you know, within their own rights. And the, the, the energy in the room, Pamela, was surreal. As much as it was my book launch, it really integrated like four different women at four different levels in their lives. Basically, one on the tail end of their career, one now starting out, one a business owner. And then I said a few little words. But really, the night was was as much about me as it was not about me. And, and it really was an amazing night. Really was. Well, the pictures are absolutely stunning. Oh, thank you. Plush, posh event, and I'm glad to hear that it was a celebration of women coming together to celebrate achievements and where they are right now in their careers. Sounds amazing. Tell us more about Boss Lady. 
Oh, well, you, <laughs> Boss Ladies by ABE. That was the theme for the event. And honestly, the night was so hyped and so full of energy. Everyone was like, when are we doing this again? And I remember going upstairs after the launch. I mean, totally exhausted. And all that was going through my head is like, Allison, this cannot be a one-off event. You have to do this. You have to create a forum for women to come together and share and be comfortable in each other's space and enjoy and celebrate each other's successes without feeling intimidated or without feeling as though they have something to prove, you know, or even trying to compete. So it, since yeah. then, we have now officially launched um, Boss Ladies United, uh, which is, you know, we started on Instagram, but it really it, it is a networking and professional development program that uh, association that essentially we're given this is our way of giving back so we're doing training we're hosting events we're hosting group mentorship sessions it's it's just been amazing to be honest <laughs> oh that's wonderful Alison that something new can spring from just a book launch I know uh, into, you know into a professional association and how does that get rolled out then in these COVID times is everything well, delivered online Everything is virtual. We've been using the Zoom platform and it has been amazing. We've done like three sessions so far and, and the, in each of the sessions we've had, we've had more than 30 persons. So, but they're all so engaged. So it's really a dynamic session as we're executing. We're really hoping to have a session in June, which would be a face to face. But as you know, that's all dependent on the restrictions of COVID. So. Kind of playing it by ear. And then we want to have one major event again in October or November. So really exciting times, Pamela. And, you know, for me, this is all part and parcel of the same reason why I wrote the book. For me, it's about how always finding ways to give back, be of service to others. Is that just restricted to people in Barbados or across the Caribbean? No. I mean, initially, obviously, because it was birthed on my social media based on my following, and we've created branched off and created a separate page, but persons could follow our sessions from anywhere. We have persons that are, you know, actively engaging with us from all over the Caribbean. So it's, it's you know, we're open to any and all. <laughs> well, you'll have to give us all your social media handles later on so that people can follow you and reach out to you if that's something they want to be involved in in the future oh perfect perfect so since becoming a published author mm -hmm. uh, what has been your proudest moment oh gosh i've had so many proud moments to be honest with you i was gonna say the night of my book launch because i was still in shock that i was you know i i kind of you yeah. know where you pinch yourself and say whoa did you really just write a publish a book <laughs> like yeah. did you do that I had so many of those moments throughout the night. I think that my mind was drifting constantly into Allison, how oh, when did you do this? But I will have to say to you that in, in reflection, my proudest moment was the night that I officially launched my book on social media. I did a video. I actually don't like doing videos. <laughs> so it's always hilarious when I am doing videos. So my daughter helped me. My daughter, Maya, she's now 13. Um, at the time, she would, she would have been 12. And she helped me to set up in the room and get the right height and, you know, all these dynamic things. And while I'm in the room recording, little do I know she's in her room recording a video of me, basically to say how proud she is to have me as her mom 
And, you know, the video was for seven minutes and she poured her heart out to me. She basically said, you know, mom, you're the best example any, any child could ever want. You know, you're, you're so busy, but yet you, you're doing this. And I know you're not doing, writing this book for the money because I've never once heard, heard you talk about the money aspect. Yes. I know you're doing this because you care so much about people and want to see everyone win. And I just love having you as my mom. And I was moved to tears, Pamela. I was moved to tears because oh, as much as we work hard and, you know, we balance it all and, she she also said, you know, and a lot of persons don't see how you struggle at night, but then the next day it's like you get up and it's like you never even had the pains. And she basically just thanked me for being her biggest supporter, but as well her, her biggest role model. And, and that really, that has been my proudest moment. Oh, that, that's beautiful, Alison. And I suspected that you were going to mention your daughter um, <laughs> as one of your proudest moments because they, you know, they're your biggest cheerleaders, aren't they? Of course. Um, you no, know, every now and then my son could be heard wandering around um, the house saying, Pamela R. Haynes, author of Adam the Brothers. You know, he it. just says it over and over again because he just likes the idea. He co- he's got a book, my book, oh, in sorry. his rucksack that he takes to school, shows his teachers, shows his friends, even though he's not allowed to read it yet, but he still managed to get right. a copy to take with him. So I suspected that you were going to give that kind of answer because it doesn't oh. make sense unless our children are involved in this. Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing. And I'll share with you as well. When I was wrapping up the, um, the final stage of the book, I literally reached this roadblock where I couldn't read it one more time. I just couldn't. And because yeah. I didn't share with persons that I was actually writing the book, there weren't many people I would, you know, go off and say, Hey, can you kind of glance over this for me? I literally left it with Amaya one day and she, she like, this was like the final, final glance over and she picked up like, you know, one or two things that needed changing. She edited them in the actual um template that needed to be in and, and she was like, Hey mom, when you get home, you don't have to do this. I read the entire book and I'm like, what? I must be doing oh, something wow. right. <laughs> Absolutely. And your daughter's name is? Amaya. 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 Oh, okay. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Hand down. Yeah, that is my proudest moment. Fantastic. Fantastic. So is there a writing community in Barbados? Honestly, nothing that I am aware of, nothing formal that I'm aware of. I I know that when I was writing my book, because I, I just, you know, happened to know to know her, there was another local author, um, award winning author, uh, Shakira Bourne. Not sure if you're familiar with that name, but I yeah. reached out to Shakira for some advice and she basically, you know, was very open and, you know, upfront and very, very supportive. Um, but other than that, I am not aware of, of any formal process. I can tell you though that a lot more Barbadians, especially maybe, maybe as a fruit of COVID have emerged as writers. And I'm really just enjoying reading some content from my own people. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I mean, I do, I have heard of, um, Sherry Jones. Um, yes. She wrote How the One-Armed Sister Speaks Her House. Yes. Um, and that's come in for many accolades across the, the world. Yes, and she's done I'm, extremely well. Yeah, I mean, I was pleased as punch when she liked one of my posts. Um, mm-hmm. So I get a sense that people are supporting each other, you know, around their writing and they're hoping that we all win. So there's, yes. There's, there's, yes. There wasn't that kind of competitiveness that can happen. 
you know, when people are writing in the same genre and that kind of thing. Definitely got the sense that there was a, a small writing community um, in Barbados who were supporting each other. Yes, definitely emerging. I myself have, you know, persons have now contacted me and I've just been sharing and pouring out to others what my experience has been and just sharing them, you know, advice as to how to go about doing um, whether it's self-publishing or finding an editor. So, you know, just always happy to help. And, and I think that our community um, within the Barbadian writers is definitely growing. Wonderful. So in the current climate, especially in the Caribbean, what advice would you give to people with businesses or those with business ideas? Hmm. The truth is, Pamela, that we are we have a long climb back to to some sense of normalcy. But I am hmm. confident within myself that there are opportunities out there. So my advice to persons with ideas that this really is a season. This season is ripe for persons to put their dreams to the test. I think that the fear will always be an underlying factor, but inaction is not acceptable. You know, this should never be an option. So really just bet on yourself, um, believe in yourself, make sure you're moving with intentionality, which is, you know, something I speak about a lot because dreams of full action are missed opportunities. So for me, it's always time to move, you know. Uh, you have to be able to be prepared to write those ideas down and then flash them out with a degree of rigor. But just keep going. And, and you know, because one right direct, one right move in the direction of your dreams or your vision really helps to build momentum for the future. So so that would be my advice to anyone that's now thinking of starting a new business and, you know, really trying to figure out where to go from there. Well, I've given you my favorite quote from the book so far. But one thing I have noticed, especially in the quality of pictures that you post on social media, is your branding. I mean, Alison, you have amazing skin. You can wear every color of the rainbow, uh, although I do believe yellow is your color. But why is this kind of thing important when you're thinking about your personal branding? Well, first of all, I, I was, you know, I always deliberate. Is it red? Is it yellow? Those are my go-to. Um, I've learned over the years what works for me and what doesn't. And I kind of stick in it in a certain category. But personal branding is a topic that I am most passionate about, to be honest with you. I would have to say to you that coming from very humble beginnings, I didn't have a lot of anything. And, you know, especially when I started to work, People kind of define you and want to put you in a box. Uh, and especially if like you're coming from a poor background or beginning. So for me, from very early, I recognized that the way you presented yourself mattered and people took you seriously based on the merit of how you present and how you look and how you speak. And those were things that really stood with me from as early as 17 years old when I first started, you know, first entered a corporate environment. And I just kind of held on to it because I said, well, if I'm only going to be taken seriously or given opportunities, if I present well, well, I'm very well going to be presenting well. And it's something that I've carried with me over the years. And, and I can tell you now as a business leader, it actually does make a difference because if you walk into a meeting and you're, you know, you're well put together, people are going to notice you. Yes. It, you know, hands down, people are going to notice you. And, it, and, and, and then there's more credibility if you sound the part and you have substance right. behind you. 
So I've always taken, for me, personal branding is not just how you look, but all the other factors that support that. And I've always taken um, young professionals under my wing and helped them to completely transform the way that they're presenting themselves and how they're showing up for themselves. I was going to say, believe me, we've had this kind of discussion with um, trainee probation officers who want to pitch up a court, any old town, and board on to this argument. It's not for how I look. You know, when the magistrates and the defence and prosecution turn up in rip-up jeans, then you can. But until then, that's how you roll and that's how you present yourself. Yeah, of course. And especially if you're an aspiring leader, you want persons to be able to look up to you, Pamela. And how are they going to do that if you're presenting yourself, if you're not bringing your best self to the table? So even in my corporate environment, like people are like, oh, you always look so put together. Don't you have off days? Of course I have off days. You just can't tell. Because this is part of my plan and this is part of my package, you know? Isn't it interesting because I was gifted a painting this week with an elaborate head wrap and the painter, her name is Jackie Anderson, said, Pam, every time I look at this painting, it reminds me of you because you like to wear a head wrap. I did have to chuckle to myself because they're my off days when I don't know what to do with my hair or my locks need doing again, I chuck mm-hmm. on a head wrap and it's now become part of my brand if I'm wearing my head wrap, how we present ourselves to the world. But Alison, can you give me um, one of your top branding tips? And then people can obviously buy the book and read the others. Yeah, of course. For me, the first thing is to understand what works for you. And I say, when I say that, I mean, you know, be comfortable. If we're just looking at it from a dress perspective, make sure that you're taking on, you're taking on outfits that actually fit your profile. So that's the first thing, you know, over the years I've evolved from, you know, before it was just plain black pants and, and slacks and, and skirts and always colored tops because I recognize that, you know, that look worked for me. But over the years, then I graduated to well-fitting pantsuits. And, you know, so, so it's really just ensure that you can define your profile. And it doesn't have to be anything very expensive and elaborate because I'm telling you, I love to dress, but I, I dress on a budget. So, so that's yes. the first thing. And the other thing from a perspective of personal branding, and this is probably the most important thing I will share, is that make sure that when you are positioning yourself for success, you want to be seen as a subject matter expert in the particular area that you're in. And every action that you take from that point on is helping to continue to shape and refine you, you the individual, as a subject matter expert. What happens, Pamela, is that people start to connect your name to that particular theme. So there are opportunities that come your way, even within your organization and outside of your organization, because people think of a particular topic and they think of you. So that's one of the things I speak to in the book very openly, because, you know, that's that's how you start to shape it and bring it all together. Thank you so much for that top tip. And for the others, people can buy your book and um, have a read of your other branding tips. So tell me, what books are you reading at the moment? (laughs) I'm one of those readers that tends to be all over the place, to be honest. I do have books next to my side table and books in my Kindle and audio as well. I'm halfway through Loving the Brothers and really enjoying it. Thank you so much. My mom actually gifted me it for Christmas. I'm also straddling between Successful Women Think Differently, and that's by Valerie Burton. 
I'm listening to the audiobook Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I am also reading um, Put Your Dreams to the Test by John Maxwell. And I just wrapped up The May Evolve by Sarah J. Roberts. So awesome. I, I'm an avid reader. I, I, I've always been an avid reader. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, I'm going to have a look at some of those books as well. So thank you for, for those, those recommendations. Sure, sure. So what's next for you, Alison? Do you have another book in you? <laughs> I didn't even know I had the first one in me. Okay. <laughs> I was actually writing uh, some content for my social media uh, the other night. And my husband was like, gosh, get some rest, turn off the light. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is good. I have to finish this. And he's like, are you writing another book under my nose? (laughs) So the truth is that while the first book was not anywhere on my radar, I do find that I am good at articulating my experiences and being able to express them in such a way that resonates with people through writing. I find I'm a better writer than I'm a better verbal communicator. So I would have to say that if God plants that seed, then I'm all in. I I am all in. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. And wishing you all the success on your writing journey as well, because um, husbands get invested as well. You know, every time... My husband came from work. He used to ask me about Charmaine. How she mm-hmm. on. What's happening with Charmaine? No, I said he even knows the characters. Yep. Yes, he knows the characters. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's good to hear that your husband is involved in um, supporting your, your dreams and your aspirations as well. Alison, mm-hmm. describe yourself in three words. I would have to say that most persons that know me would probably say I'm intense. <laughs> So, so okay. as much as as much as I would like to fight that, I have to give in to it. I really am just a tad bit intense, but I'm also very intentional, Pamela. Um, I I know what I want, and you know my upbringing coming from a, a, an environment where the most basic needs were pierced. You know, I didn't have plenty of anything. It really helped me to be very intentional about every single action I took, and up to this day, it's a quality within me that I I actually do hold on to it now for dear life because it ensures that every year I'm growing you know I'm constantly growing and evolving and the other word would be inspirational I really I try my very best continue to be an inspiration to others and and I live and breathe that I am very purposeful um, about being an inspiration to others Yes, and that, you know, that again ties in with your book, Life Lessons, and sharing in the hope that it inspires others who are coming behind you, you know, to to move forward um, in terms of developing their own careers. And yeah, I mean, that's just absolutely wonderful, Alison. Yes. Are you up for reading a little bit from your book? Sure, I can. I'm going to read a section, a, bit of, a little extract from Claim Your Seat at the Table. That's one of the chapters in my book. And this chapter was dedicated to Women's International Day. And basically, I go on to say, you know, all I know is that there's a time, the time has come for us to see more women leaders in the boardroom. But I passionately believe that this change is within our power to make. In my view, it is not so much a gender issue. Our progress will be determined by how much time we invest in both our personal and professional development, and more importantly, how we as women continue to support each other. When I reflect on where I started, I have no doubt that this can be achieved. I once had the 
extreme pleasure of attending an international forum from a distinguished panel that included a group of strong, fierce, determined, charismatic, dynamic, badass women, all leaders in their own respective field. The energy in the room was surreal, and I was truly energized and inspired from being among so many impressive women leaders. For the first time in a long time, I felt I was right where I belonged, and I was moved to tears as I imagined the pride my mom would have as she witnesses daily my efforts and passion to keep evolving. That's a chapter where I speak very much about some of the attributes that we need to see coming from emerging from our women leaders and really, uh, really shaping and almost encouraging that need for us as women to accept the promotion, to become the CEO of our own lives and to determine our own destiny, but to do that while bringing others along. Alison, thank you for uh, reading from your book. If people wanted to get hold of you via um, social media, how can they do that? What are your social media handles? So I'm most active on Instagram, I would have to say. My handle is Ali, A-L-I-D-R-O-W-N-E dot J-P-G. And uh, I'm the founder of the Boss Ladies United, so you can also find me there. I have two other co-founders. I also have a website, which is www.lifelessonsbyabe.com. And I'm not a, I'm not on Twitter and my Facebook is Alison Brown Ellis. So you can find me on any of those sites. And Life Lessons, a Purpose Driven Leadership Journey is available on Amazon in both, uh, in both print and Kindle version. You're like me. I went ahead with both. So I yes. couldn't wait for you. I've got my copy of Life Lessons on Kindle first. And then I thought, no, 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 I actually need a hard copy that I can write in and underline and highlight because you've been dropping gems all the way through this interview, Alison. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Pamela. And thank you so much for having me. I know that this for me is more about me empowering you, but also you empowering me. And I'm just loving the energy and love the fact that you actually connected to include me. And I'm, I'm wishing you all the success on this journey as, as a new podcast host. Promise me that the next time I'm in Barbados, we'll go for one of your walks along Absolutely. the Absolutely. <laughs> um, and you can sign my call. Uh, I'll definitely keep my book close by. I'm not putting it away in the in the bookshelf. I'm going to keep it right there because you have to come home at some point. Yes, absolutely. Alison, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a lovely interview and uh, no doubt we'll we'll speak very soon. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening Good and on. all the best on your journey. Thank you. Alison mentioned during her interview that the iconic department store Cave Shepherd in Barbados had recently changed its name. What is it called now? Send me a direct message on Instagram at lovingthebrothersauthor with the correct answer for your chance to win a copy of Life Lessons by Alison Brown Ellis. Good luck and bye for now. Please join Pamela R. Hayes for another author to author podcast coming soon.